pet chat and taking your calls in about five minutes. But first, Daniel Carrington, tell us a little bit about our very exciting uh, interviewee this morning, this afternoon. Look, uh, Morris Animal Foundation is a global leader when it comes to supporting studies that find solutions to serious health issues with our pets, right? They started in 1948 by a vet and they have spent $142 $142 million wow. since that time investing in studies to help improve the health and quality of for uh, of life for our dogs, cats, horses and wildlife around the world. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And they're looking at preventing cancer now in so our pets. So we're going to talk to Dr. Callie Deal from Morris Animal Foundation and she will talk to us about the study they've done in regards to how to help uh, or prevent cancer from our for our dogs. And I think we've got her on the line. Uh, welcome, Dr. Deal. Wonderful to have you on the program. Great to be on with you guys uh, across the world here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's fantastic. Thank you for fitting us in. I, th- I believe where you are, it's early or evening. <laughs> We are. <laughs> yes. Now, um, look, thank you for joining the show. And I just found this this study fascinating. And it is something that is, uh, yeah, a lot of our pets are getting early onset cancer these days. And it can be severe cancer as well. And it's uh, really sad when, when we lose our pet, our dog or a cat, to cancer. And uh, you guys have done some studies. And there are some tips that we can do as pet owners that you suggest to try and prevent pet cancer. Can you cover some ground in regards to that information? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give you some information from several studies that we've done, as well as combine some other other recommendations. Um, You know, certainly we have very good evidence that exposure to particularly herbicides, Mm. right, is problematic, especially for Scotties, um, they have a predisposition, especially to bladder cancer, and there seems to be a good link between exposure to herbicides and bladder cancer in Scotties. But there's evidence that just any herbicide exposure, in particular, can be dangerous, and it may be because you know dogs get it on their feet and they then lick their feet after they cross. Uh, particularly grass that's been treated. So I have a um, friend who's a researcher in this area, and she always says, keep your dog away from the most beautiful lawns in your neighborhood (laughs) or a golf course. She said, if there's weeds, there's probably no herbicide on those areas. And so she said, be very careful when walking your dog and exposing them to that. That's a good tip, and it makes sense. Right, right. It does intuitively. But um, again, it's something that we have some evidence for, right? It's not just, um, yeah, this makes sense to us. Uh, Another thing, um, if we look at a preventive side, and people are still working on this, but there seems to be, just like they tell us to eat our vegetables, there may be something in feeding dogs raw vegetables. Um, A lot of us may give our dogs little vegetables as treats. But again, um, my dog loves all kinds of raw vegetables except for green leafy things. But she'll eat eat vegetables. And there seems to be some, you know, uh, at least one study that talks about that that may be preventive. Now, the jury's still out on that a little bit. um, But it's something that I don't think all of us would recognize it probably can't hurt. Yes. I wouldn't make 
you know, vegetables are dog's entire diet, but adding fresh vegetables is probably not a problem. It may be actually be a good thing. Yes. Another bit, a little bit stronger link in cats is exposure to secondhand smoke. Hmm. And again, I think intuitively we think of ourselves, but there's some uh, good evidence in cats in particular. And it may be that if we think about cats grooming themselves a lot, right, they do a lot more grooming than a dog does, that they can ingest uh, the tars and the stuff that goes into the air. And as you guys may know, we do see squamous cell carcinoma, which is one of the most common oral cancers that people who smoke or chew tobacco get. And we see that a lot in cats. And there's been some thought that it may be exposure to smoke and even smoke in the air and then licking themselves and then getting oral cancers almost like they were chewing tobacco. Wow. Um, yeah, you bring some good points and things sometimes we don't think about, isn't it, Sarah? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have thought about licking in a coat could lead to cancer. So there's been some really interesting research yes. that's been happening there, Dr. Deal. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest uh, um, research project that we actually have going right now is a, a golden retriever lifetime study where we're following goldens who have a very high cancer rate of cancer. They get it more than other breeds of dogs or one, one of the breeds that we know are prone to it. And we're watching 3,000 dogs through their lifetime. And it is, a, at its core, a cancer risk factor study. And we're looking at two things. We look at every bit of the dog's lives. So we're interested in dogs that get cancer, but we're also interested in the dogs that don't get cancer. And I think one thing that we have been very focused on in the past with research is looking at retrospectively, like, you got cancer, let's see what your exposures are. And what we're doing is looking forward. And so every year since these dogs have been puppies, it's 10 years going right now when we're still going. We're losing a lot of dogs because, of course, they're getting older. But we've watched every exposure that they have to everything, from the flooring in the house to everything. Wow. Dr. Deal, um, I, I really um, yeah, think there is a sign there, what you're saying, in terms of the genetic disposition of different breeds that are more likely to get cancer. I, f I find that quite interesting myself. But, um, yeah, I want to thank you for the time and, and for the chat. And I really would like to touch base again with you in, in the future, maybe next year, and talk a bit more about this topic and or some of the other studies that the Morris Foundation has, has, uh, has done because I, I find all this quite interesting. I'd love to. I really appreciate it. And I thank you for having me on. Fantastic. Thank you, Dr. All the best. Deal. Yeah, and we can find out more by going to the website as well, mm. uh, Denny. Yes, that's right. So that is the Morris uh, Animal Morris, Morris Animal Foundation. Wow. That's right. They're based in the US. Well, there you go. We could talk all day, but we're running out of time. We do take your calls next on 2NURFM.